Welcome to Brand by Design with your host, certified BG5 business consultant, myself, Ashley Brianna Eve. The goal of this podcast is to help you create a clear, consistent, creative, personal brand to help you stand out and get paid for what you are best at. If you are ready to leverage your unique expertise and build a highly profitable, personally fulfilling business, this is the place. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm always so honored to have you here, and I can't wait to dive into this episode. Now, this episode is really close to my heart, and I felt it was important to, I mean, I'm a 4'6", give you guys perspective on why I'm so passionate about creating a clear brand. I don't know how far to go back, but let's go back to when I was a personal trainer. Now, I worked for big box gyms for a long time, for most of my career. I actually started out and found my passion for teaching fitness when I was working as a counselor in an after-school program for at-risk youth. And I was certified as a yoga instructor and I was actually bringing that into the school I worked at to help children that ultimately had a lot of chaos going on around them at all times. They were chosen for this program due to that. So I felt it was a great way to help them really have some peace in their day. And I developed a passion for it. Originally, I just got certified because I enjoyed yoga. And that developed into being a personal trainer at studios and big box gyms. I mean, I worked for Good Life and The Athletic Club and LA Fitness and I mean, (laughs) all the big names you can think of I worked at. And I have to giggle as well because I sucked at sales. I absolutely sucked at sales working as a personal trainer for other people. And at one point I met someone who I was working at her studio and she wanted to close the studio, but really wanted to go into business with me and support me in kind of branching off on my own. And oh my goodness, what was it called? I think it was called Tease. This is going back ages. And there was pole dancing there and I did the kettlebell training and more of the boot camp style workouts. So this person that had developed into a friend of mine supported me in developing my own personal training studio. She sat down, I'll never forget, it was really my first introduction to branding because I was always a personal trainer for someone else or at a big box gym that was taking care of the branding. Although now that I think about it, I believe I actually did create a very strong brand without realizing it while I was at the box gyms. Anyway, so she supported me in creating Stronger. She supported me in learning about branding and developing a personal brand. Even the way we spelt stronger, it was lowercase strong dot uppercase E-R. And very quickly, believe it or not, I became the go-to expert for training obstacle course racers, crossfitters, and for intense boot camps. I was actually being sought out by the big obstacle course racing companies to train their elite athletes. And believe it or not, I've put people on the podium at world's toughest mutter. Yes, that is how intense I was in the fitness world back then. And all of that came crashing down one day when I injured my back. I was training for the CrossFit Games and I was supposed to take a deloading week before the Open started. And 
being stubborn and young and bullheaded and thinking I knew best, I pushed through and I actually created a bicep tendon tear and a labrum tear, also called, I believe, a slap tear, if I remember correctly, in my right shoulder and completely annihilated my back. I mean, completely annihilated it and had herniated L5-S1 as well as just destroying a lot of the soft tissue between my hips and my SI. So I actually had to wear a SI brace for a long time that allowed me to walk properly because the tissue had been so destroyed that there was just no stability in my lower back, which would make my herniation even worse. And it was about six weeks. I was pretty much on bed rest. I couldn't train. And because I ran my business, I mean, I was quote unquote the star of the business. No one was running the classes for me. No one was doing the marketing or any of that. The business started to suffer, of course. And all of these contracts that I was literally just about to sit down and sign all dissolved. Even sponsorships with my horse, Monty. I mean, it's really unheard of to have sponsorships for a horse that's never competed before. But because of my knowledge that I applied from building stronger to building my brand as an equestrian, Monty and I had a bunch of sponsorships and those all dissolved as well before they finalized. And I have to admit it was, you know, if I am being completely honest, it reminds me of back in the day in university when my long-term boyfriend and I broke up. And at that time I was young and really felt like a huge loss of identity at that time. I kept asking myself, who am I without this relationship, right? I think everyone with teenage love can relate to that. And at that point in time, it felt like the same, a huge loss of identity, a huge loss of what do I do next? This is what I had built my career in. I had spent all of this time creating a business that I was passionate about and I loved and I was creating results for people and really changing people's lives because yes, Stronger was a fitness company. However, ultimately it was about making stronger humans and from the inside out, you know, really my mission hasn't changed even if the external manifestation of it has. And what I mean by that, whether it's fitness or life coaching or human design or business and branding, ultimately at the end of the day, my mission has always made this, been the same. And the mission has always been to help people live a life that lights them up by being more them. And so when that all dissolved, I, oh, what did I do next back then? I can't even remember what I did next. I think I went back into counseling. See, I don't write things down for my podcast. So you guys are just coming along the mental journey with me. <laughs> so I went back into counseling. And I believe that's when Scott and I sold our house and moved a few hours away. And I was working at a program in conjunction with the Canadian Mental Health Association. And it was an equine assisted therapy program. And it was called Neuro Linguistic Programming, if you don't know, NLP, and combining that with equine assisted therapy to help people that were out of the workforce get back to work essentially and work through some pretty serious times they had been through. And my background is in psychology, so it applied really well and I enjoyed it. I love horses, of course, I grew up riding and it was such a perfect position for me. Now, we're going to fast forward quite a bit here, but that relationship dissolved. The company was under investigation, and I'm not going to mention the name of the company. The company was under investigation due to a farm accident, and it was just regular Ontario government looking into something after a serious farm accident. 
and I started implementing and really staying strong on the policies that the Ontario government wanted in place on the farm, which put me at odds with the owner of the facility and the relationship dissolved. So when the relationship dissolved, Scott and I were without a home. This is going back maybe eight years. We had no home. We had sold our home to move into that job. And Scott at the time was traveling about two hours to work five days a week. He was still working in the old city we lived in. And thank God he didn't leave his job. Uh, Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine if he had at that time. So it dissolved, the relationship dissolved. We were living on property at that time. So I was managing the farm, living on property and running the equine assisted therapy program that was on the property as well. So the relationship dissolved. Originally we were told we could stay at the farm until we sorted out our next place. That didn't work. So we ended up living with Scott's parents for a period of time and which ended up being a lot longer than we had planned because we had found a developer and designed a house that we really loved. I want to say the dream house, but in all honesty, the dream is where I currently am, which is the farm. However, it was the dream at that time of what we could afford. It was a dream. We created it from scratch and that also did not go as planned. It took, I think, a year and a half longer than they said it would take to create the house and build the house. And then if you've been in my world long enough, you'll remember this. They made us move in with no grass. It was like what horse people call mud season. No grass, no driveway, no exterior to the house. I came home from work one day and went to walk up the temporary wood stairs and they collapsed because they just leaned them against the house. (laughs) It was such a disaster, but we were forced to move in. This company had received a special permit where they could force people to move in with no exterior to the house. They had no obligation to finish the exterior of your house in a certain amount of time. So we lived there. And anyway, at this point I was in corporate and My mental health and everything was really negatively impacted in corporate. I knew I was meant for more. I knew I was meant to do something big in this world. I always loved being an entrepreneur. I always loved helping people. And that just wasn't, even though I was moving up the levels of corporate and I was, you know, quote unquote, scaling the corporate ladder. I was always the sought out person. Upper management was always pushing me to apply for higher level positions. It just never felt right to me. And Thank God, because honestly, as a little aside, (laughs) I feel like I should have a footnote voice here, as Emily D. Baker would say, but thank God, because when we adopted Julia, she needed people home with her 24-7. So, you know, it's so funny how everything works out when you release control. Anyway, so I was really not in a good place in corporate. And thinking back, I can't remember how I originally stumbled on Beachbody, but Beachbody is actually how I entered the online space. I'm old enough where I didn't realize you could build a business online. I feel like that's really going to age me, but I didn't know you could build a business online. So I think I got an ad or something for Beachbody and I thought, oh, this is a great way to get online. It's a perfect business to build. I don't have to worry about like anything. It's just like, it's all there. And so I got into Beachbody. I sucked at Beachbody, by the way. I've realized that I always suck at selling other people's shit. And that's why I'm such a big believer that no one is better at, at selling your shit than you are. So I've always sucked at selling other people's shit, even if I really believe in it. 
And so it didn't really go anywhere, but I also had started to create a personal brand without really realizing it. I mean, back in the day, even when I was creating my studio stronger, I didn't really understand the concept of a personal brand. It was just like, okay, this is what you do when you build a business. And my mentors up until that point never really spoke and called it a personal brand. It was just, this, this is what you do for a business. It's branding, it's how you market yourself. So I sucked at Beachbody. I think I maybe made $50 a month and I was still in corporate at this time. And I started working with a coach I had purchased. And at this time I was literally living paycheck to paycheck. However, her marketing really caught my attention because she had marketed at that time to Beachbody coaches that wanted to have their that's it moment at corporate. And that was me. I was a Beachbody coach and I wanted to have my that's it moment in corporate more than anything else in this world. I mean, every single day, I visualized and dreamed of just not going in to my job anymore. So I hired this coach. I spent $1,000 on a course, which to me at the time was just insanity. It was USD. I'm Canadian, so it was even more Canadian. Put it on credit. And I was still in corporate, listening to Tony Robbins on repeat on my headphones. At that point, I'd been promoted to a click-to-chat position in a certain department. And I was kind of just planning my escape. And so she had a mastermind that came up and I had declared bankruptcy when I left university in my early 20s or mid 20s. And so I thought, oh, I'm never gonna be able to afford this. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. There's no way, but I'm going to make it happen. Like I manifested the shit out of what happened next. On my way home that day, I get an email notification saying that I had been pre-approved for a line of credit. Now my jaw hit the ground. I didn't even run it by my husband because like I said, even $1,000 at that time was just insanity. We had been selling stuff to afford bills for the horses. So it, I really believe at that time he would have been like, you're out of your mind. You're not spending 4,500 USD on a mastermind. What is even a mastermind? So I didn't tell him I signed up. And shortly after that, I had my that's it moment from corporate. I just stopped going in. And believe it or not, I had no clients at the time, no idea what I was doing, but I was determined. I knew I was going to create the discipline to make it happen and I went all in. So that's kind of my journey up to being a personal brand. When I actually left corporate, I pivoted over to human design and was doing foundation calls. However, I noticed something happening within my personal brand. And this is kind of the whole point of why I wanted to bring that whole story with me up until this point. So when I got into the online space, the circles I found myself in was either like strict strategy where there was no heart, no energy, none of that, just strict strategy or the other end of the spectrum, which was just hold the vibe, calibrate, manifest, no strategy at all, like just all energy. And I found myself kind of in this pendulum swing between one side and the other. And no matter what I did, I was burning out. I had no strategy, I had no structure, I am multidimensional, I do have a ton of passions. I mean, I've been a personal trainer, holistic nutritionist, I'm a rehab specialist, I've been a counselor. I mean, there's so many things I'm passionate about and actually even qualified, not just qualified, but exceptional at creating results within. So. At the beginning of my business, I was bringing all of me into it. And that's really what was being taught in the circles I was in was very much this fuck the niche, screw the niche, you don't need a niche, you are the brand. And because you are the brand, all of your passions come into business. And I was burning out. Every month, what I was taught in multiple circles, not just one, 
was at the start of the month, you come up with a course and you launch it. Like you tell people at the beginning of the month, you have something exciting coming, you drop the graphics for it, and then you just launch it. And you do that every single month. And I was burning out. And even though I was making the money that you're supposed to be making and my business was scaling, I noticed I was actually no happier than I was in corporate. And if anything, I was less happy, but my nervous system was a mess because with entrepreneurship, there is a risk involved. There's no guarantees involved. You can do all the market research, you can do everything quote unquote right, and something still won't sell, or you'll have a shit month or whatever. Like that's just business, that is the reality of business. And so not only was I not happy because I was on this hamster wheel, I was exhausted always launching, but also in the other hand, I had a lack of nervous system stability because there was no stability in my business. There was no guarantees, no reoccurring income. It was if I'm passionate about something, if I like something, if it worked for me, I was launching an offer about it. And I was still very passionate about everything I was launching, of course, or I wouldn't have, yet it wasn't actually in service to me. So I burned out actually over and over again. There was a summer where I didn't basically work at all. And this is my first summer in business and I officially started my business in September the year before. So it was, you know, coming up to a year in business and I didn't work at all. I took on some personal training clients, but that was it because I was just exhausted, creatively exhausted, so exhausted I couldn't come up with another course, so exhausted I had no desire to serve anyone. Opening my phone in the morning created immense anxiety because I would have people, and I think sometimes this is a misconception of personal brands in a in almost a projection people put on helping professions that you're always available or you should always be available. And so I would get up in the morning and all my apps would be going off. I'd have emails. People were messaging me in a million areas, the Facebook DMs, Instagram DMs, Voxer. It's just a hot mess. And I started waking up with anxiety and really panic attacks ultimately about having to show up in the business and show up for others when I was just drained, I was just exhausted. So it took me some trial and error. It took me really meeting myself multiple times, sometimes meeting myself on the floor (laughs) in shambles to realize that certain identities I had no longer served. And what I mean by that was certain identities I had created within the online space and within my personal brand, which I never had in fitness. When I was in fitness, it was fitness. I was helping people get ready for extreme type workouts, CrossFit, obstacle course racing, Tough Mudder. I was super, super niche at the time without even ever knowing what a niche was. (laughs) So, but when I came into the online space and I kind of saw what was going on around me and how everyone else was doing it and how you were taught to do it. And it's just like, all of you as a brand, just bring all of you into it. And, And really stuff that doesn't create a sustainable business. I, you know, it reminds me of my mom saying, you know, if Sally jumped off a bridge, would you? And that's basically what I did. And I think that's what a lot of us find ourselves within when we first get into online entrepreneurship and personal branding was Sally jumped off the bridge. And I was like, fuck yes, bitches. And I jumped off the bridge after her and I kept burning out. So there was this identity I created through the conditioning of the online space, which was I'm too multidimensional to niche. I'm too much of a rebel soul to have a clear, consistent brand message. You can't hold me down, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like all these identities that ultimately, when I sat back and I asked myself, do these serve me? And not just my life now, 
but the vision I desire to create? The answer was no, they didn't serve me. And I can be, you know, what I called at one point, almost a sacred rebel, sure, the revolutionary, if you will, but this rebel without a cause can't be held down too multidimensional to niche, fuck the niche identity was burning me out. And I feel a lot of people in the online space are in that place, but they don't realize that's the problem within their business. And they're so attached to that identity of fuck the rules, screw the rules. I'm too much of a rebel to follow the rules that they actually don't realize that's their problem. And I see a lot of people who would rather burn it all down over and over quit or even suffer ultimately because they know damn well it's not serving them, but they don't know what's serving them, that they would rather do that than just release that identity. So I had a come to Jesus moment, as my grandma would have called it, where I realized those identities actually weren't serving. And there's been multiple times in my journey where I've had to have those come to Jesus moments. The point of entrepreneurship isn't just figuring it out and then you're clear. The whole point of entrepreneurship is quite literally that you're always figuring it out. You're always evolving because the market's always changing. The industries are always changing. So if you don't adapt, you die as Ra'aru, who would say? So it is this constant figuring it out and confusion that is entrepreneurship. So I have met these come to Jesus moments myself multiple times. However, when I really niched down my business, it was, and this is going back a few years now, it was because of a wake-up call of the identities and ways of being that were not serving me and how those identities and ways of being were actually serving my suffering rather than my thriving. And when I really had that moment to sit into it and be like, what behaviors and identities, because our behaviors are going to be an extension of our identities. So when you're just addressing the behaviors that you're trying to change without actually addressing the identity and shifting the identity, well, something I say to my clients all the time is you are always going to default to the level of your identities. You're always just going to get more of what you currently have. And what do I mean by that? Well, using this as an example, so say you have the identity of, I always break the rules, I'm a rebel without a cause, I'm too multidimensional, too niche. Well, you can try to change your behaviors, which is creating a clear, consistent brand message and a simple client pathway. However, you will always default back to the identity of screw the rules. I don't need to do that, I can do whatever I want. So you'll self-sabotage over and over again. You'll start to put the processes in place You'll start to put the structure in place, but you'll self-sabotage because your identity fundamentally is, I'm a rebel, screw the rules, I don't need rules, I do whatever I want. So we have to address that identity and that's something that I'm always addressing within myself because who I am now is not going to get me something different in my reality. You have to create a new identity or personality to get a different personal reality. So where I became really passionate about creating and helping others create clear, consistent brands that get them paid for what they're best at is really seeing over and over again people burning out because they're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. They don't actually have a business plan. They don't actually have a business. They have a house of cards and sure they're passionate and sure they love what they're doing and they're full of piss and vinegar, as my grandma would say, but at the end of the day, it's not sustainable. And I've seen this over and over and over again where people are burning out even people that are making a lot of money come to me, seven figures plus per year, burned out, exhausted with a match over their business because ultimately they can't sustain what they're doing. And I truly believe that good people do good things in this world with more money. 
that is something that keeps me going every day. That is something that has actually sustained me in working in the business space because I really believe when good people have more money, we can change the world. I really don't believe in the light workers or however you want to identify, like a kind-hearted person, an animal activist, whatever. I don't believe in those people giving up on the world and just taking what they can get because ultimately when you have more money, you can do more good in this world. For example, with myself, the more money we make through the business and our other ventures, the more animals I can save, the more sanctuaries I can open. I mean, my goal is to buy a hundred acre farm next and save a shit ton more animals. Well, I can't do that without money at the end of the day. And I feel like so many people that are kind hearted are one, not giving themselves enough credit to do hard things because yes, building a business rather than just throwing spaghetti at the wall is hard. It's difficult. It's going to challenge you. It's going to bring you to the, your knees at times, but it's also going to be the most incredible thing you ever do. It's also going to fund a lifestyle you could only dream of. It's also going to allow you to impact people that can't change their lives without what you have to offer. Therefore, the world needs you. The world needs you in your power. The world needs you flourishing. The world needs you with energy to show up. The world needs you sharing your unique perspective and gifts. And ultimately, it's not only problematic if you quit, but it's also problematic if you don't understand how to get your message heard. It's also going to be a problem because if you don't understand how to actually connect with people within your brand, people can't pay you. And that's sales psychology. It's not just BG5 at the end of the day. This is what I say to people all the time. Like, I need to know more about my brand in terms of BG5. And one, they're not even applying the basic bitch pieces of their brand that would get the massive results now, right? It's like, oh, no, I already know I'm a 4.6. Yeah, but are you applying it? There's a big difference between knowing you're a 4.6, for example, and applying it within the positioning of your brand. Those are two totally different things. Yet I constantly see people say, oh, I already know that. I need to know the fancier stuff or I need to know this or I need to know that in BG5. That's not what's going to necessarily get your brand ahead. Yes, use it to refine. I always say to my clients, refine, not define using BG5 in business. However, what ultimately is going to increase your visibility, what is ultimately going to get more people in your offers, what's ultimately going to create a clear, consistent brand is knowing how to speak, is knowing how to market, knowing how to copyright, knowing how to connect with people. And yes, of course, in the way they're meant to see you, which is through BG5. However, when we miss the fundamental, what a lot of the spiritual feminine space calls bro marketing, when we skip all of that and negate all of that and say, you know, we're too cool for school, we're too cool for rules, you're not building a business. And it might work short term, but it's not going to work long term. And this is where a lot of people are getting stuck. They're not building a business. They're not building a brand. They're throwing spaghetti at the wall and they wonder why they keep hitting income caps or impact caps. Because here's the thing, people might get to know you, say you're in masterminds and courses and people are getting to know you there and they fall in love with you there because of course you're a badass, you're amazing. So they get to know you there and they love you there. So they're buying your things because they got to know you in those spaces. However, when we look at the business of people that are doing this, they're not able to actually convert new followers. They're not actually even get, able to get new people into their world because they don't understand marketing and copywriting. They don't understand how to connect with people through their message. So there becomes this cap of this almost pay to play world of I pay to be in this mastermind just so that 
people will pay me for my own shit, there becomes a cap there. And when we're building a brand, what is going to make it sustainable and scalable is some of the stuff that maybe is boring, that maybe you equate to bro marketing. However, for me, a priority in my life is freedom. And maybe you can relate to that. Freedom to be with my family, freedom to be with my husband, freedom to actually spend time with my dogs. And something actually going back that I realized is there was a time in my business where I was so busy that one of my dogs, Kira, she was my heart dog. I was completely, I mean, crushed is not even the right word for how I was when she passed away suddenly. However, her last six months, maybe even year, I was so fixated on building the business so that we could get a farm that she passed away suddenly from a tumor. There's no way we could have known. We had done blood work. She just had surgery a few months late or a few months earlier for something else. And she was an older girl. However, when she passed away, I realized that I hadn't actually been spending time with her in her final six months. I had been working. And even the night that she, it had to have been the night where the tumor ruptured. I thought she hurt her back. She jumped off a couch. I was working. And it was just this reality of, holy fuck, like I've created another corporate job. I've created another cage for myself. I'm missing out on the opportunities that I claimed I wanted when I got into business. And oh my gosh, it makes me like so emotional thinking, Kira. I just loved her so much. Um, but I don't want that for other people if, if you don't want that for you, right? I don't want you to look back and think, holy shit, I missed out on things simply because of identities that didn't serve. I missed out on spending more time with my kids, more time with my dogs, more time in my life. And now something's been ripped away from me, whether it's a family member, a beloved pet, or even your own health. And to sit back and think that time that I was sitting here throwing spaghetti at the wall, that time where I was running myself ragged, trying to keep up with the Joneses or trying to come up with courses every month because I'm too multidimensional or I'm too much of a rebel to care about rules or bro marketing is bad because of all that time that I wasn't looking at the big picture because of all that time that I was rejecting things that actually would give me the freedom that I so deeply desired. I missed out on things and you can't get that time back. One thing you can't get back is time. And I, you know, getting older, man, is that ever a reality? You know, when you're in your twenties and even early thirties, you think you have forever. And then as you get older, you realize you don't, you start to lose people that are so important to you. And you realize that there's things that are more important than this label that at ultimately some point you just gave yourself. You just decided that fuck the rules because I'm too cool for that. And Hey, I've been there. I've said that <laughs> more than once, you know? So Anyway, I don't know where I'm going anymore with this, but the whole point is I don't want you to look back and regret that you allowed identities you gave yourself that ultimately were a choice to create a business that was a cage, no matter how much you made, no matter how quote unquote successful you were. So that's why I'm passionate on helping people decondition. And that's why I'm passionate on helping people create brands that generate freedom and generate health and flourishing and vitality and an actual life. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. It's not that I can't be so multidimensional that I'm launching a bunch of things or be so multidimensional that I'm speaking to everyone. I certainly could and I have done that. And it actually didn't serve me. What serves me is super simple, super niched. And ultimately, if I'm being honest, 
more and more. And even as I record this, I'm thinking, how can I go deeper to help even a more niched community? Because I am still broad with Branded by Design. And I'm always asking, how can I go even more niched? How can I go even deeper? And to me, that's a mark of someone that's more mature within their business. And I don't mean that of like immature, bad and judging you and mature, good, but just a maturity of there's so much more to life than spinning my wheels and clinging to identities that don't serve and constantly creating shit that at the end of the day, you know, when you create so many offers, they do, unless you have a funnel for each one, sit in your course library on Kajabi or whatever, right? Like if a course is created and just sits there with a link, you're not generating millions from it. Let's be honest. It's funnels that support that. So ultimately my goal for people is to flourish in life and my goal for people is to create a life they're proud of but also a brand and a business that they're proud of and to spend more time with people that they love because you can't get that back and to me that freedom means more to me than proving I'm some kind of wild creator online so anyway where am I going ultimately with the brand, I don't know. Like I do know that I'm being called to go even deeper to make it even more niched because I really believe in the power of omnipresence that's created within being really niched. And I know something's coming and I know there's evolution happening. And at the same time, I'm not forcing it. And I know and trust as I know and trust for you that the message will always still be the same the external manifestation of it will just simply be different. And I think that's the power when you create a personal brand, as you grow and evolve over time, I really believe that our core message always stays the same, the external reality of it or manifestation of it just shifts. And that's why it works because you are the brand ultimately, your mission is the brand ultimately, your your movement you are creating is the brand ultimately. And that can take or be different vehicles. It can be different vehicles. It can take different forms. And we allow the mission and movement to be the heartbeat of our brand. You're not confined ultimately. And instead of being so multidimensional that your personal brand itself has 50 different (laughs) directions, you just allow yourself to go deeper and evolve and it comes with you. So I do believe there is a shift coming. And also I'm not attached to what that looks like when it gets here. I know it's going to be the same. It's still going to be, you know, the heartbeat of stronger back in the day of, of helping people come back to who they are and develop more of that strength within, whether it's mindset, whether it's business, whether it's fitness, it really is this inner strength and vitality. So we'll see, we'll see. And again, ultimately, no matter what direction I go, it's going to be asking myself the question of how can I go deeper? How can I serve an even more niched community? And I was someone that was fuck the niche, screw the rules. I'm too multidimensional. So it's, you know, here's the thing. Tony Robbins always says success leaves clues. By working with someone that's gone through that trial and error, you're cutting out like five years of your journey by learning from someone that's gone through it themselves. And I really believe in the power of mentorship that way, because at the end of the day, you can't get that time back. Why, like, why would we willingly do that trial and error on ourselves when someone can help us cut out those five years and get you more freedom faster, right? It just, it doesn't make sense to me. It never made sense to me. I've always hired mentors. I've always had mentors. 
And at the same time, what I've gone through was exactly what I needed to go through to create this podcast episode and to kind of bear my heart and say, this is why I'm so passionate about what I do. It's not that you can't be too multidimensional and have 55 niches and speak to everyone. It's not that you can't do that. The question is, is it serving? It's not that you can't launch 50 courses a year. It's, is it serving? Are you flourishing? Do you have balance? Are you living the life you desire? Not just financially, but in other sectors of your life, right? So it's not that you can't. It's do you ultimately want to and does it serve? So I think I'm going to wrap it up here, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it gives some perspective to why I am so passionate about having a really clear brand and a niche. And if you are looking at this hits you and you're like, shit, this is exactly what I need. This is exactly what I want for my brand. My epic mastermind, Branded by Design, the mastermind is back for its second enrollment period. We start November 1st. There are only eight spots available for this, which is less than ever before in a mastermind I create. Usually I do 10 to 12. And it is because you get two one-on-one calls a month. So if you know that you're here at this moment in time, and at a crossroads and the crossroads is either continue what you're doing or build a clear consistent brand that gets you paid for doing what you're best at while creating more freedom in your life so you can do the things you love if you're ready to turn down the road of the clear brand of getting paid for what you love of creating a brand that does the heavy lifting for you I invite you into Branded by Design 101. I'd be honored to serve you there. And I'd be honored to help you build a brand that serves you, which is the most important piece. All right, my friends, I'll see you in the next episode.